2: Cosby show we know that the Israeli retaliation is underway they are pounding targets in Gaza and tonight it is important that not just America but that the free world the whole world stands together and condemns this horrible violence by the Hamas terrorists there shouldn't be any gray We've seen some of these protests that are taking place around America, including in New York, by groups that are putting the Israelis on the hot seat, saying they're responsible. They're not responsible. They were attacked. They were brutalized. They were slaughtered. And we're also learning that Americans, there were 14 Americans so far that have been killed. There are 20 Americans, according to the White House, that are missing, that may be hostages. Now by the Hamas terrorists, maybe in Gaza, the world needs to stand up and stand together and say this cannot be tolerated. We must put our foot down. And that starts all the way at the White House with our commander in chief. He addressed the nation, but I contend it needs to be stronger. It needs to be clear and needs to be direct. He came out and said to anybody who may want to take advantage of this situation or wants to play a role or create more havoc for Israel or others, don't. Guess what? Don't is not that much of a strong word. It needs to be a lot tougher than don't. It needs to be do not ever touch the hair of an American and also an Israeli or any free-loving people around the world. We need to be tough. It needs to be firm. It needs to be clear. And we need to hear our White House send that message. I'm happy to say that, yes, it is crystal clear. The White House did say that. They did say that, of course, there was horrible atrocities perpetuated on the Israeli population and Americans and others that were there in Israel. And I'm happy that they did that. But they need to go further. They need to be absolutely focused and they need to tell the world that they must stand back. Some of these other people that are coming out and saying, well, maybe there's a moral equivalence with the Israelis and the Hamas militants. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Israel was brutally slaughtered. There are women, there are children that were brutally killed and attacked. These are not the norms of war. These are monsters. And the American leadership needs to put its foot down and be crystal clear so nobody ever does it again. This appeasement and this sort of dancing around it with words, come right out and make it absolutely clear. You need to be a firm and directly clear commander in chief. And you need to also start denouncing these other people who are coming out and saying that Hamas and Israel are on equal footing. That is absurd and that is obscene. What are your thoughts tonight, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And just a little bit ago, here is President Biden announcing that we do know that there are some Americans that are missing and that are likely also captive right now by Hamas terrorists. Take a listen.
3: We now know that American citizens are among those being held by Hamas. I've directed my team to share intelligence and deploy additional experts from across the United States government to consult with and advise Israeli counterparts on hostage recovery recovery efforts.
2: Does that sound like someone who's really going in there with guns blazing or inspiring others to go in with guns blazing. He barely could get through the energy of the sentence. That's trouble. And here is a little bit more of where he said, don't, that's like, you know, you're in a schoolyard and you got a bully who is punching you and beating you to your core and say, please don't do that. That's what I heard today from this president. And that is pathetic. No wonder the world is sadly taking advantage of this situation. Take a listen.
3: Let me say again to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word, don't, don't. Our hearts may be broken, but our resolve is clear.
2: Does that sound like someone who is really sticking it to Hamas? To what we are clearly seeing is ruthless evil. We are hearing stories tonight about babies that are beheaded in one of the kibbutz that's right there in that Israeli settlement that's right near Gaza on the border, but in Israel. Can you imagine what they are seeing? We know that the Israeli TV station that was let in saw some of these images. I mean, where are the lines? There is no... There is, this is savagery. This is horrible. And yet there are still people out there protesting and there's some students and some colleges out there saying, uh, that if Israel wasn't such an oppressor, this wouldn't have happened. Are you kidding me? Making excuses. They were at the Sydney, Australia Opera House and there were people out there saying, gas the Jews the other day. This is just as what's happening in America. That's what's happening over in Australia. Where do we draw the line? What is going on? Why are we seeing this? And this cannot be tolerated. Good people around the world need to start denouncing people like that. And then you've got these democratic socialists of America like Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib. There's an image of Rashida Tlaib being rushed down. Uh, She was in halls of Congress And a whole bunch of reporters started going over to her and saying, you know, come on, clearly you're going to condemn the violence of Hamas. What's going on right now? She wouldn't answer it. She wouldn't answer it. It's an easy question. Will you condemn the ruthless, disgusting, horrible atrocities committed by Hamas? It's an easy answer. Heck yeah, you better believe it. She couldn't answer it like it was a trick question. What do we do? Should these people even be in Congress? They represent the United States of America. That is shameful. One 9222 One 9222 And here's a little bit ago. Here is President Biden uh, counting some of the horrible acts of barbarism that have happened. He is obviously fully aware and being briefed.
3: You know, there are moments in this life. I mean this literally, when the pure, unadulterated evil is unleashed on this world. The people of Israel lived through one such moment this weekend. The bloody hands of the terrorist organization Hamas, a group whose stated purpose for being is to kill Jews. This was an act of sheer evil. More than 1,000 civilians slaughtered I just killed, slaughtered in Israel. Among them, at least 14 American citizens killed. Parents butchered, using their bodies to try to protect their children. Stomach turning reports of being babies being killed, entire families slain. Young people massacred while attending a musical festival to celebrate peace, to celebrate peace. Women raped, assaulted, paraded as trophies. Families hid their fear for hours and hours, desperately trying to keep their children quiet to avoid drawing attention. And thousands of wounded, alive but carrying with them the bullet holes and the shrapnel wounds and the memory of what they endured.
2: The stories are horrific of the rapes, of the beheadings, And also now Hamas is saying that if Israel continues to bomb, that they will start executing hostages and putting it on social media. These people are savages. This is shocking. They are trying to shock the conscience of the world. And I contend that Biden's weak leadership has opened the door to a lot of this. The world is on fire right now. That's my opinion. The world is clearly on fire. You have what's going on in Ukraine. You have what's going on in Israel. And look what happened that we just unfroze $6 billion to Iran, which is the backer of Hamas. And our president today couldn't even say the word Iran. And in fact, Later on, when the National Security Advisor was asked about it, they danced around it like, well, I'm not really sure. Uh, you got to hear this one. This is cut 28. And this is the National Security Advisor when he was asked about, well, what are you going to do about are you going to actually continue to unfreeze six billion dollars? That's what you did in that hostage trade. And you gave six billion dollars to Iran Take a listen
0: at how he could even come with an answer. You just laid out all of the ways that Iran is complicit in this and facilitated it over years of support for Hamas. Is that reason enough to freeze, refreeze the six billion dollars that the U.S. helped unlock for them to get in exchange for the prisoners?
3: We have not yet had a dollar of that six billion spent and I will leave it at that.
0: But will you refreeze it based on this activity that you just laid out, all of the ways that they are complicit in this? You, the administration said that if we see them going in the wrong direction, that we would stop that down. I understand the position that you guys have, that not a dollar of this has been spent, <clears throat> but will you prevent it from getting into their hands to allow them to you know, do, do what they do that you just laid out?
3: Let me just reiterate what I said, because it's unequivocal. Not a dollar of that money has been spent, and I will leave it at that.
2: And here is what former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo has to say.
3: I
4: spoke directly uh, to Qasem Soleimani and to the Ayatollah when I was a CIA director and secretary of state. We told them, you come after an American, we're coming not after your proxy forces, we're coming after the regime. We're coming after the leaders who have put this peril for America and for Israel. That's what this administration needs to do. I I hope that they will. They've demonstrated, again, that appeasement with Iran, attempting to sort of balance Middle Eastern interests, ends up in the murder of nine Americans and hundreds and hundreds of Israelis.
2: And here is Nikki Haley, of course, GOP presidential candidate and former U.N. ambassador under President Trump.
5: The evidence is look at what the Iranian people have done to freedom-loving people around the world. Look at what the Iranian people, the Iranian regime has done to threaten Israel over the years. To think that they're not moving money around is irresponsible to say that to the American people. They are moving money around to threaten those they hate. They hate Israel. They hate America. They are going to continue to use this. It was wrong to release the $6 billion. But let me tell you what else was wrong. It was wrong to go and have that debacle in Afghanistan. It was wrong to waive sanctions on Iran that gave them even more money. Money has been flowing to Iran. And that is the problem, because Mm -hmm. when Iran gets money, they use it for hate.
2: And yet our president, who knows darn well that Hamas is backed and funded and trained by Iran, doesn't even mention the word Iran today in an address that was two days too late and way too thin and way too weak. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show, and I'll take your calls when we come back.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: Ohio, ready
6: for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So, why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio Challenge What You Know About Mental Health at beatthestigma.org.
1: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: We are talking about these horrific attacks that we are now learning about, images coming out and firsthand accounts of people who survived the massacre, some of them hiding in safe houses. and then stories of people in the kibbutz in safe houses who were open fire on. Uh, it is just horrific. It's women, it's children. And apparently among those who have been taken hostage is a one-month-old child. I mean, this is just, it is shocking the conscience of the nation and of the world. And sadly, we are now learning today that there are at least 14 Americans who were killed. They were there in Israel when the Hamas attacks happened. And there are as many as 20 or more Americans that are still reported missing at this hour and may be hostages. We do know that some of them are hostages. The exact count, we still don't know. And boy, is it just gut-wrenching when you hear the stories from family members. We're going to play some of their comments later on. Can you imagine some of them? There's a story I saw today of this woman, a young girl, who was talking about how her brother was taken captive and suddenly Of the hostage takers, can you imagine this? They're taking their cell phones and they're putting out the messages on the social media accounts of these individuals that they've taken or sending them to loved ones on their phones. I mean, these people are just horrific. It's shocking the conscience of the world. So how could there be even anybody who's saying, well, you know... Israel shouldn't uh, attack. Everybody should just sort of stand down. Are you kidding me? How could anybody ever say that? Can you imagine after 9-11 if someone said, oh, America, just kind of stand down. You know, what, like Ilhan Omar said, somebody did something, right? Remember after 9-11? 800 let us go to Alex, line eight. Alex, your thoughts.
7: Hey, Rita, uh, yeah, if you think about it, who's responsible over here, it's pretty clear that it's Joe Biden, because the Iranians were worth, I think, when he took office $4 billion. That's how much they had to spend and to give funding for terrorist organizations under him because he stopped producing gasoline in this country, and they started selling. They're worth now $70 billion. So So uh, before you look at the 6000000000 billion, they're now worth $70 billion because of Joe Biden, and they fund terror. And they gave a lot of money to Hamas. So, if he's, under President Trump, this would uh, naturally not be happening. And so, when you have Rashid Tlaib, Bilal Omar, and the squad members coming in and condemning Israel, and you know being fine with what Joe Biden did here, bringing this upon and happening, if they really cared about their brothers and sisters living in Gaza. They wouldn't want any of this happening because in such a situation, you have more Palestinians dying than you have Israelis, which is unfortunate, innocent civilians. But uh, their hatred for the Jewish state and the Jewish people goes beyond the love for their own brothers and sisters, and that's why they're fine with this. But if they do care about their brothers and sisters, then they should come out and endorse President Trump because under him, he would obliterate Hamas, and I think the situation would be better for – These people living in Gaza than under now Joe Biden.
2: Yeah, you know, you know, Alex, you bring up a really powerful point about especially the part about uh, that they just don't care about their people. You're absolutely correct. They're they're willing now uh, to be in locations. Hamas, uh, it's believed that they're in locations where there's a lot of Palestinian civilians knowing that that location is going to be targeted. If you really cared about your people. Uh, A, you wouldn't be as oppressive for one, and two, you wouldn't put them in, uh, the way of, uh, what could be a rocket from Israel that's coming any moment. Also, there's word that the ground invasion may start with Israel. They're amassing troops. Hundreds of thousands of reservists, uh, have been called up and more than a hundred thousand troops. It looks like a ground invasion is about to take place in the next few days. And what are they doing to tell people to get out? The Israelis are actually telling the good people there in Gaza, uh, the Palestinians, to get out. They're actually telling them, you know, to get out. Not the leaders, Hamas. But yet they were the ones who were elected, too, right there in Gaza. So that's the other thing, too. Uh, you know, the people of uh, Gaza did vote them in. So there are a lot of issues there. Alex, great points. Real quick, uh, let's go to Mary, line 7. Mary, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, that prior caller is correct. The other thing is, pathetically, about the Palestinians, they start propagandizing their child, children when they're four, five, six, and seven to hate the Israelis. So some of these people have never grown up with anything other than hate Jews, hate Israelis. They don't know any better. That's true. They're telling them to get out. They can't get out. How can they get out? That's true, by the way. You know, um, you know and, and the other point is, you're right, there's a lot of this indoctrination. You know, they have these school books uh, that are like, oh, well, we hate Israel. Uh, everything is, the Palestinians, uh, you know, it's, it's very one-sided, and you're right. So a lot of that is the indoctrination from an early age.
1: The Rita Cosby Show. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents... Back
2: the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a very powerful story coming from Alameda, California, where an Alameda police department officer who acted quickly and saved a child's life has now been honored by his department. Just a few weeks ago, Alameda PD got a call about a one-year-old child who was unresponsive and not breathing. Two officers were dispatched to the call. Officer Sergio Ortega was not one of those two officers dispatched to the call, but he was working on an assignment in the area, and he just responded on his own. Turns out that Officer Ortega was the first to arrive on the scene. He immediately assessed the situation and began rendering aid. Under his care, the child began to show signs of responsiveness. Paramedics then arrived as well, and the child was taken to a hospital for further medical attention and is said to be doing okay. The Alameda Police Department awarded Officer Ortega with a commander's commendation for, quote, his decisiveness, composure, and heroic actions in saving the life of that little child. And, of course, we're getting there to the scene so fast and jumping into action. Bravo to the great work of our men and women in blue. Well, we are talking, of course, about what's going on in Israel. Uh, Of course, Hamas now saying that it plans to start executing hostages if Israel continues its bombardments, it looks like. The counterattacks by Israel has just begun. They have to level Hamas. They absolutely have to level it. And they have to try to do whatever they can so Hamas doesn't come back in our lifetimes. I mean, this is a ruthless monster. And if you don't eliminate the threat, it will come back. They can't do a pinprick response and say that that's good enough. We also know that Israeli troops are now mobilizing near Gaza as we speak. It looks like they are not only preparing to hit them from the air, but planning a ground invasion. And these attacks on the Israeli people, this is the worst that the Jewish population has seen since the Holocaust. That's what Israel's saying. That's how horrific and horrible and brutal it was. And yet, we just heard from our president, Who wouldn't even mention Iran? His mention to his comments to others who might want to go after Israel now. Don't. Don't do it. That's it. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Sort of sounds like a minor incursion. Remember, that's what he said. And then guess what? Russia went in to Ukraine. And again, this is the guy who left Afghanistan with so many Americans and American allies left behind. High and dry. Nobody will ever forget those images of people running after the planes. And guess what? All of that comes into account. The world is watching, and the world needs strong leadership. There is no doubt about it. And yet, this administration won't even acknowledge that saying they were going to give the $6 billion, having it be unfrozen, again, they say, for humanitarian, even if you take it at their face, that it was just for humanitarian, it's still a payoff to them. It was a five for five hostages, and then the U.S. is unfreezing $6 billion so Iran can get access to it. Even if they're not using it for weaponry, it gives them $6 billion so they can spend other $6 billion, money's fungible, on all of this. And it sends a message that it emboldens bad guys around the world. Look what is happening right now. So Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, was asked all about this. He's like, well, no money's been coming out of that account. That's all they can say. They can't say that Iran doesn't fund Hamas. That's clearly a lie, because clearly it does. And so he did acknowledge that Iran is always using money to support terrorism. So wouldn't you think in the next breath you'd say, maybe we shouldn't give them any money, even under the guise that it's for humanitarian Take a listen. This is what our secretary of state had to say.
3: What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened.
8: Iran has ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that.
2: It has always prioritized that. I want to play cut number eight uh, because this is Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham is making a lot of news tonight uh, because he's saying uh, no matter what, we should go and do something to Iran. The world needs to do something to Iran. Uh, take a listen to what he had to say about Iran's role.
1: The Hamas attackers are animals, but the real culprit here is Iran. I think it is long past time. For the United States to put Iran on notice that you have killed and destroyed enough that you're going to pay a price.
2: That you will pay a price. And right now, Iran is just going, God, after that speech by our president of the United States, I wouldn't be trembling in my boots. I'd be laughing if I was a bad guy saying, uh, this looks pretty easy, just like the last few years have looked for them. one 800 one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Larry, line six. Larry, your thoughts.
9: Good evening, Rita, and I want to first thank you for your support at WABC for the uh, uh, Back to Blue uh, initiative. Uh, thank
2: you very much. Thank you. We love our men and women in blue, and it's an honor to be able to shine a light on them every night. Of course, are you are you um, in law enforcement, Larry?
9: I'm a retired lieutenant from the greatest police department in the world, NYPD.
2: Bravo. I had a feeling. Thank you so much for your hard work. And, of course, you know how much I love the NYPD. Thank you very much, Larry.
9: And I thank you. Uh, Rita, with the situation that's going on right now in Israel, uh, I think uh, enough is enough. Uh, you know, we, are, we have a lot of allies throughout the world. I mean, you, you look around, and they're saying that scratching their head's Why do we have these people for uh, for allies? We have to make a stance. Uh, We did this uh, for 40 years with Israel. Uh, We gave them money, gave them money. Well, we got your back. You got your back. No, we got two battleship groups, uh, two battle groups, sitting out in the Mediterranean. It's time to unleash some of these F-16s for about 48 hours and start bombing. Uh, It'll send a strict message across the uh, Mideast, we're a we're force to be reckoned with. It's got to stop. Uh, this is a, a a crime against humanity, what's going on over there. And we got to stop it.
2: Yeah, I hear you, Larry, because the problem is, as you know, uh, bad guys continue bad behavior. And if we don't stop Iran now, uh, I wonder what's going to happen a few weeks, a few months from now. Uh, that is, I am so, so worried. Larry, I want to ask your thoughts, too, also. About our open border as somebody, you know, former law enforcement for many years, as you were. um, And as I'm sitting here, you look at we have a wide open southern border. Some of the numbers that just came out, it was like over one hundred and fifty just in the last fiscal year of who's crossed our border. These are on the terrorist watch list and they believe one point five million gotaways. Those are the people we have zero clue about. But if you're on a terrorist watch list, you're a pretty bad person to begin with and some of them came from Syria, Iran, Russia, Uh, the list goes on and on. How worried are you about our national security now in light of an open border and what we're seeing now in the Middle East?
9: Rita, I'm very concerned about it, and it's uh, a major concern because uh, uh, for the most part, for the last year and a half, two years, uh, particularly in New York City, uh, we've been very dormant about our uh, uh, concerns about uh, security. Uh, it's just wild what's going on. Uh, people are coming over and over and over. Uh, they say what 150 on a terror switch list. I would say double that uh, or triple that number. Uh, it's just got to stop. And we gotta we gotta build that wall. Let me ask you something, Rita. When you go to bed at night, do you uh, lock your door when you go to bed?
2: Obviously, yes.
9: Well, that's what we do. But we don't. We have an open door. Uh, Let everybody into the country.
2: Yeah. And by the way, I think we even go further. We even have a neon sign saying, hey, come on in illegally, and then we'll also take care of you, you know. Um, And you're right. It is so, uh, first of all, uh, we're busting at the seams from a financial perspective on taking care of them in the so-called sanctuary cities. But beyond that, we are also uh, so vulnerable. And right now, Uh, I don't know of almost any other country that has that big neon sign saying, please come in and we're really not going to check you. I mean, this to me is such a scary, scary premise, especially given so many like I call it fires that are going on in the world right now between Ukraine and between what we're seeing over there in Israel right now. And, And obviously the war between Israel and Hamas, this is really scary. And these guys are fanatics. The Hamas individuals, they are ruthless. They are barbaric. I mean, I I don't even know how to describe individuals that go in and take women and children. They're pulling Holocaust survivors. There was a 66-year-old Holocaust survivor pulling her by the hair. There was a grandmother in her 80s, also a Holocaust pulled. Uh, Now we're hearing reports of babies being beheaded. I mean, these are not even human beings. These are just, these are literally animals, monsters, and we are at a point where there are no rules and with these individuals that are so fanatical so uh you know uh, indoctrinated and willing to die for the cause uh there there is you can't have any gray with these people and you know that all too well uh larry thank you so much and thank you so much also for your great service at the NYPD you got to call us again you had some great points larry thank you so much let's go to judith line 7 judith uh, this is really shocking the conscience of the world, what we're seeing. And our administration just seems to be pretty tepid, I think, in the response. Well, first of all, I want to
5: thank you, Ru- uh, Rudy. I'm calling. Sorry, Rita. Uh, Rudy's great, too. But I want to thank you, yes, Rita, because is. you are really, you are real. No, Rita, you are fantastic. I want to tell you something. You are such a good-hearted soul, I have to tell you that. And you're just terrific. And thank you, you. you try to be honest, you try to be truthful, and you search your soul, and you Just speak the truth, and I really, really appreciate it. I'm sure everyone else does. You know, I'm calling for around a few things that I'd love to say and just bring it out. Number one, um, I find that Biden talks from two sides of his mouth because President Trump, when he was in office, he closed down the office and he did not send one penny to Hamas, to PLO, PLO because of their pay to slay. But guess what? Biden, around six months ago, he sent not 200 million. He sent 500 million to Hamas. Okay, and he knows very well Hamas is a terrorist organization. They don't give it to their people. They don't give it to them. They, they they use it for terror. They use it for pay to slay these Hamas people. So why would Biden do that? I have no idea. Two, um, 18 years, Gaza has been free of any Jewish people there. Now one Israeli Jew is there. You want to talk about apartheid? Gaza has been apartheid for 18 years since 2005, Okay. And the Palestinians there that live there, the Arabs there, they are being held hostage by their own Hamas. Hamas don't care about them. And three, apartheid. Look, 22 Arab countries, Rita, not one Jewish representative in their government. But if you look in Israel, there's around 10 to 12 percent of representatives in their government, in their parliament with equal votes of these Arabs Muslims. They have judges. They have lawyers. They have doctors. There are 2 million Arab citizens, Arabs living in Israel, and they're being treated like first-class citizens. They have everything like everybody else, except they can't go to the army. You tell me, where's the apartheid? So all these lies that are being said about Israel is just absolute lies. These university students are sitting there talking about apartheid, and these congresswomen and Rashida Tlaib. They are a bunch of liars. If anyone is apartheid, it's Gaza. And they're holding, you know, when they send rockets, you know that a third of their rockets fall into their own territory and kill their own people. They don't care. They're the, these elites, the Hamas, they know where to run away. These big shots are already in Qatar. They're not even there. They're letting, and these other people that are running, they're, in the, they're hiding where they know to hide. And, these, and their own civilians, their own people, they use them as human shields. Never mind. And you know something, Rita? My heart breaks when you take these little children and you you take them away. This four-year-old boy, he's there. They they paraded him in Gaza. Four-year-old and they were taunting him. Can you imagine a four-year-old little kid? Okay, all of a sudden there's two sisters, three-year-olds and five-year-olds taken there. There's a two-year-old. They put him in bird cages. You're telling me there's a month baby. They decapitated babies. They decapitate. They are savage. They are the ones that are. They're they're evil. They're just evil. You know what?
2: You know what, what, Judith, you hit it on the head because you're right. They are just pure, pure evil. Uh, There is no gray with these people and there's nothing off limits. And that's what's so scary. And that's why uh, they need to be wiped out. And and it can't be just like a pinprick, because guess what? We've already seen they're going to come back again to Israel and they're also going to unleash terror around the world it is so important if they're going to take the fight uh to them and they need to take the fight uh, even biden did say that today that they have a right and a duty uh and they absolutely do uh they have a responsibility i think to respond and the world should let them respond and when i see some of these people oh my god like the un secretary general who is basically calling for a ceasefire uh that's like asking again as i brought up america after 911 hey could you have a ceasefire you know, uh, what are you, kidding me? Like you're not supposed to respond? And guess what? That will only breed more terrorism around the world. That's why this is such a complex. And you hit it on the head. These these people are barbarians. And when you're dealing with people like that, that are savages, barbarians, nothing off limits, uh, you can't have gray. The only thing they respond to is strength. one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. And I'll continue with your calls, everybody. After this break, a big news night, as it looks like Israeli ground troops are amassing, and it looks like a ground invasion could be days away.
1: The Rita Cosby Show.
2: In the next hour, you will hear also from some of these individuals who are missing loved ones as we speak. Can you imagine you are on the phone and your mother is taken hostage by Hamas terrorists? That's what we are hearing tonight from a number of Americans who are saying they are so worried. They are pleading with the Biden administration to Do something. Uh, There's also a report out tonight, and we'll try to get more details on that, that the Biden administration has told Netanyahu to do what they can to minimize civilian casualties. Uh, Obviously, you want to try to minimize civilian casualties. uh, But that also sort of sounds like the Biden administration, try not to be too aggressive if you could. You're going to tell that to a country that has just been slaughtered? to a group that has just endured babies being beheaded, uh, this is unbelievable. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Tony, line 7. Uh, Tony, uh, this is a really dangerous time. Your thoughts?
5: Yes, Rita, it is. You know, for several days I've been thinking about this and trying to get my thoughts together. I come out, Rita,
2: Is I come
5: out. Several things that I could say my president
2: is corrupt, which is true. Tony, my Tony, 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 hold on, you gotta call back. Your your line sounds really bad. Give us a call back. We'll make sure that we take you, but give us a call back. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Larry, your thoughts.
8: Yes, as far uh, yes, hi Reed. As far as far as what the Biden administration said to minimize civilian casualties, I want to allude to the Bible. It says at the time of the flood They questioned why the animals had to die if the people were all corrupt. And the answers that are given is the animals became corrupted too. Now, in this case, there is no collateral damage. The civilians, these acts were not in furtherance of any political goals. Beheading babies does not liberate Palestine, okay? This was pure evil. And the the civilians, the people in Gaza associate with hamas have all become corrupted they're all evil there are no civilians in gaza when they when they go in on the ground they have to shoot everything in sight they're all corrupted just like the animals were in the time of noah you got to shoot and kill everything that moves that's what they got to do
2: yeah i i agree with you that there cannot be any gray i mean they really have to obliterate hamas and also their backers too I mean, which is why I thought, Larry, it was really a disservice that Biden didn't even make some reference to Iran. They seem to be like tiptoeing around Iran and afraid of Iran. And if Iran is indeed, as we know, funding Hamas, there's a Wall Street Journal report that senior Hamas officials had said that they were getting trained and funded for this attack by Iran. So, I mean, I would believe the senior Hamas officials, and you look at the history of how they've been funding Hamas. So there's, you know, I mean, why are they so scared of Iran? What is wrong with this administration that they're so scared to even call them out by name?
8: I'll tell you why, Rita. Because they've been in in bed with Iran since 2015. I have inside information that Jerry Nadler was bribed by Hezbollah to push the Iran deal. That's why he's in hiding. It's why he changed his tune, Nadler. He became corrupted. He used to be uh, the champion of the Jews. And now he turned opposite because he was paid off to push that 2015 Iranian deal. I got inside information. Well, about by, the, that. by
2: the way, uh, if if that can ever be proven, I think anybody who is cutting a deal with the devil, uh, that that needs to be exposed. Whoever is cutting a deal uh, with Hezbollah, uh, with Hamas, uh, with the Iranians, um, to me, that is just such a dangerous and difficult place in the world right now with all of these things clearly they are all aligned and they are advocating for what is happening now uh to the state of israel and i think freedom loving people around the globe uh and if anybody is selling their soul indeed that would be atrocious 1-800-848-9222 and we're going to continue your calls on this huge news night The Middle East is in fire, and it's in war. Hamas is firing rockets into Israel. Israel is firing rockets into Gaza. There were also reports also of Hezbollah firing in from the north into Israel. Uh, we are hearing from the IDF that apparently some munitions from the U.S. were talking about bullets and so forth and others Uh, coming in to Israel as Israel is escalating its strikes against Hamas after the brutality that we have now seen. I'm happy to see that there are a lot of rallies that are pro-Israel all over the world. There was a huge one that took place not too far from the U.N., and there were thousands upon thousands showing their support for Israel, including New York City Mayor Eric Adams, also, New York Governor Kathy Hochul was there. And I'm very happy to see that people of all political stripes are out there supporting Israel and the brutality that has been thrust upon them, saying, we cannot tolerate this. The world must stand up against it. And just to give you an idea of what's been going on, some of these stories that are now just coming on the last few hours, they are so difficult and hard to hear. Uh, we've heard from a number of American families who have come out and said that their loved one is missing. They are praying that their loved ones are still alive. They believe that their loved ones have been taken hostage by Hamas because many of them were at that music festival that was right there uh, across uh, the border there from Gaza. There's a huge music festival with a lot of young people. It was actually a peace festival. And it was promoting peace uh, in the region. 260 people were mowed down at that festival alone. And a lot of the people that were taken hostage were taken from that festival or nearby women and children and others. And Rachel Goldberg spoke out talking about what she says. She describes the event that led up to her son's capture. This is heartbreaking. Take a listen.
10: So I ran down the stairs to wake my two daughters so we could get into the bomb shelter in Jerusalem. When we um, got out 10 minutes later with the all clear, I normally don't use my phone on the Jewish Sabbath, but it was an emergency, and I needed to know where my son was. So I turned my phone on, I believe, at 8.23 in the morning. And when I turned it on, there were two texts in a row from Hirsch at 8.11, uh, the first one said, I love you, and immediately at 8-11 also it said, I'm sorry. And so I knew immediately wherever he was, it was a terrible situation. I took it to mean I love you and I'm sorry because whatever is going to happen is going to cause you tremendous pain and worry. Um, since that time, I, of course, tried calling him right back. There was no answer. I texted him a couple times. Are you okay? I've not heard from him since the text I received at 8:11 on Saturday morning. We've since found out from putting together eyewitnesses from um, a picture from inside of a um, bomb shelter that we saw. Um, we tried to put together who was in that bomb shelter with him. We've spoken to eyewitnesses. We know that he was... Um, Injured in a gun battle I mean they were all civilians At a music festival In They were fish in a barrel Sitting in this uh, Bomb shelter Terrorists came to the door They were throwing grenades in Shooting machine guns And we know that Hirsch's arm from the elbow down Was um, severed Was blown off And that he tied A tourniquet around with his shirt and Hamas came in after the gunfire settled down and said anyone who can walk stand up and walk out we are told that he was completely calm I think he was probably in shock and he got up and he walked out with five other people young people from the music festival two young women three other young men they were put on a pickup truck and driven away by Hamas. Can you imagine?
2: Now her son, she believes, is clearly a captive of Hamas, one of the 100 or 50 or more people that are now probably being used as human shields. And boy, our prayers need to be with that young man and also, of course, his family tonight, his mother and so many others. It is gut-wrenching. And then here is another man who spoke out talking about his siblings uh, that he hopes are still alive. Take a listen to what he describes.
11: My name is Nahao Neta. I'm the eldest son for Adrian Netta. Um, as this strategy was unfolded on Saturday morning, me and my other siblings were talking to my mom on the phone, trying to calm her down. Um, Things were sort of calm when she heard a lot of gunfire outside of her shelter, and we tried to calm her down. That's when I dropped off the call. And um, both my brother and my sister, we are on the call with her as the terrorist barged into her home. And we heard a little, heard a little bit of screaming and that's, uh, that was our, our last contact with her. Um, there was no shooting on the call and the neighbors downstairs also didn't hear any shooting. My mom used um, the little bit of Arabic that she picked up working as a nurse in the hospital in Soroka for 20 years to calm down the terrorists. And it is our hope, which is a little bit ridiculous at this stage, to say that um, the optimistic scenario is that she's held hostage in Gaza and not dead on the street of the kibbutz where we grew up.
2: That is absolutely gut-wrenching. Can you imagine his mother now missing, and he is praying she is still alive? And praying, best-case scenario, he says, is that she is a hostage of the Hamas. This is gut-wrenching stuff. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 9222 Let's go to Alex, line six in California. Um, Alex, this is really tough stuff to hear.
12: Yes, it certainly is. I wanted to say that uh, those people in Gaza Strip actually elected Hamas into their government. Yep. And no foreign power is imposing Hamas on those people. It exists there because they support it. So what that means is that when the Israelis go into Gaza, they should not give consideration to saving those people. They are responsible for the actions of Hamas. And the the goal of Israelis is to kill every single member of Hamas. And that's the only way to prevent Hamas from ever doing this again.
2: Well, and I will tell you, you do have to level uh, Hamas. And you are right that they did uh, elect them overwhelmingly, actually, uh, to be the leaders of their country, you know, of their of their location, I should say, you know, of the Palestinian territory. So, I mean, when you sit there and you look at it and you see what's going on, you're right. Uh, overwhelmingly they did. I do believe maybe I'm one of those, you know, optimists. I believe that there are people there. Uh, maybe they felt they had no choice or those that didn't vote for Hamas, uh, maybe did it in such privacy were afraid to because I'm sure the Hamas people. Uh, like in a lot of countries, you wonder how free and fair, but but you're right. You're right. They did overwhelmingly elect him. It, it was said to be a democratically elected, if you will, um, you know, election. Uh, and uh, those individuals definitely rule with an iron fist and are very pervasive within Gaza. By the way, Gaza is also like the most dense location, that territory. Uh, there's like 2.3 million um, in a, a small, like it's like a hundred and ten square mile uh, area. Uh, so I mean, that is just absolutely compact with individuals. But everybody, a lot of them know Hamas people or relatives who are Hamas. So you're right; it's it, it is it's extremely difficult. But you're right; Hamas is extremely pervasive in that location. Um, but Alex, let me ask you: uh, what what do you make of? There's a report tonight. Um, I think it's an NBC report, uh, I believe, and it and it says that Biden basically told um, Netanyahu, try to limit civilian casualties. Obviously, you want to limit civilian casualties. Um, but just as you said, it's very hard. That's going to be hard to do. This is going to get really ugly because um, even, you know, even the good folks, if there are, you know, a, a good folks that happen to be near where Hamas is or the hostages are, uh, it's going to be very tough to get the hostages to knock out uh, Hamas leadership if indeed, uh, you know, they're in such an urban location as this, right?
12: Uh, privately, he may have said that to Netanyahu, but the Economist magazine, which is a well-respected journal, also reports that Biden gave the green light to Netanyahu to uh, do as he wishes. Yeah, that, and, uh, and, and, and was... I
2: agree with that, don't you? Because he came out today and said that that our support of Israel is clear. So I do think he did do that, don't you?
12: Yes. I mean, uh, you know, I think I think Netanyahu should he should not aim, I mean, he should not deliberately try and kill the civilians uh, in the same way that Hamas did. Otherwise, he'd lower himself to their level. But what I'm saying is, and I think a lot of people agree with this, that uh, he should not give extra consideration to saving the civilians. If there is a Hamas... Uh, fighter inside one of these houses, one of these civilian houses and civilians are also in there, they should go ahead and blow up the house because you got to get the Hamas guy, even if it means civilian deaths. The civilian deaths will be counted as collateral, collateral damage. Uh, I mean. What,
2: now, last, I, let, you know, let me ask you, though, Alex, let me ask you, what do you make of these people? And I'm talking about like some of these members of the Democratic Socialists, as they call themselves. Um that, that have come out and already are condemning Israel, saying basically they asked for it or they're on par with the Hamas. I mean, that to me is outrageous. And you can imagine what they're going to say the minute there is any sort of collateral damage, if you will.
12: Right. I think, I think these people are nuts. But the first thing that popped into my mind is that when you have an open immigration border and if you were to flood the United States with these people, these nuts, we'll end up having a very different country that we don't want. thats They give a perfect example why we have to control the type of people who enter the United States, even if that means making judgments about the national origins of people. And it may sound discriminatory, but that's what we have to do. And that's another reason why I agree with Netanyahu and the rest of the Israelis. They cannot allow the Palestinians to simply uh, join with the main with israel with the israelis into a single nation because those palestinians have a very different culture a very different dare i say it inferior view of the inferior way of thinking and you cannot do it you have to protect the jewish culture which in my opinion is superior to the culture in in among the palestinians in the gaza strip and also the west bank so i think Netanyahu is doing the right thing now you should go in there and fix the problem permanently
2: well and 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 I agree with you that he needs to fix the problem permanently, obviously, uh you know there're good people uh that are Palestinians uh that I'm sure want peace at this time and certainly didn't want what happened uh to the israelis uh but obviously, Hamas had certainly other plans. Uh, and anybody who doesn't condemn Hamas right now is just, it's reprehensible. It's inconceivable, I think, to all freedom loving people around the world. 1 800 848 9222. 1 800
1: 848 9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: And we are talking about developments fast and furious coming out of Israel. And we just played some of the comments from family members who are praying that their loved ones are still alive. Uh, The latest word is that there may be as many as 150 or more uh, hostages that Hamas has. The question is, where are they located in Gaza? Gaza. Uh, are they underground in some of these underground tunnels that we know Hamas has used? Also, how will the Israelis get them out? The Israelis are known for having great commandos going in, the Mossad, great intel. Uh, but will they be able to actually get them out in a very urban setting? And you could bet that the Hamas militants, terrorists, are using these individuals probably as human shields. They've also threatened to kill them. If they come close to them and if the Israelis continue attacks, but they must wipe out Hamas. They must wipe out evil. This attack is brutal and they must do some retaliation so Hamas doesn't come back uh, ever again, hopefully. one 800 one let us go to Pat, line three. Pat, your thoughts.
5: Hi, Rita. I hope you're well. Um, Rita, I'm devastated. A um, ep- ep- constant pit in your stomach over the stories that are coming out of Israel. And you know what bothers me? Hillary Clinton, not too long ago, made a statement that those who follow Trump need to go through some kind of deprogramming. Can you imagine that?
2: Yeah, I do remember um, her making that comment. But now, what what's your connection? Because, I mean, I'll just tell I you, I, I thought it was abominable, obviously. Uh, you know, it was sort of her basket of deplorables comment. Um, but on the Trump front, I also want to say to you, I, I think I've been thinking a lot about tonight. I mean, Trump, when they went after one American, remember the Iranians? Guess what happened? Soleimani, who was, you know, head of the IRGC. Uh, that's the group that spearheads all this. They took him out. Uh, it was a very gutsy move, but it sent a message to Israel, to Iran. Uh, we're going to go after you. Uh, your thoughts about how Trump would have handled this, Pat? I think it's night and day compared to the Biden administration.
5: Than when when we had President Trump for a short amount of time, and to think that she would say something like this. And have you had her? Have you heard her make a comment? About what's going on in Israel? I
2: haven't. Yeah, I have not yet. I mean, she may have. I just may not have seen it. I have not. Um, I think, though, uh, to your point, I think everybody needs to be commenting and speaking out about it. I also think I want to see more Democrats condemning the rhetoric uh, from some of these so-called Democratic socialists who are saying just this horrible, horrible stuff. And uh, and yet they seem to have free reign. I mean, the White House didn't say anything. At least the Biden, President Biden today did not make any, conde- you know, condemning comments. Uh, and that's horrible. Uh, let's go to Joseph. Line six, Joseph, uh, I want to get your update.
13: Uh, hi. Uh, yeah, I um, I heard from uh, some facts on the ground. So it's official now. We know for a fact that Hamas in attack on the uh israel used american weapons how and do, you, the wait, weapon- how,
2: do me a favor joseph we're going to a quick break um i want to hear uh what you know and what you're hearing on that because there's a lot of questions about that tonight but do me a favor um stay with us we're going to go to a break and we'll get you on the other side because there's a lot of questions there
1: this is the rita cosby show on the red apple podcast network Show presents support
2: our heroes. And in tonight's support our heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the show, where we get to honor our military and their families, a really powerful story coming from Van Buren, Arkansas, where Colonel George T. Hudgens was welcomed back home to be inducted into the Hall of Honor at his Van Buren High School. By the way, he was the first African-American to graduate from Arkansas Tech University and seen as a major trailblazer. Veteran Hudgens served 29 years in the U.S. Army, and he earned over 20 awards and also decorations. He said, quote, I never thought that it was going to be possible, but here I am, and I'm humbled and I'm honored about being back at his alma mater. Hudgens was part of the first integration class at the school back in 1957. And while he said it was challenging, he said it also helped him to become the man that he is. He said it was a tremendous period of transition, a tremendous period of adjustment. There were some very difficult moments, but nothing in life is ever going to be easy. Another uh, honorary uh, individual who was there at the event, a guy named Teddy McMurray, uh, who was teaching at the school for many years, said that Colonel Hudgens' story will help inspire students for generations to come. He said that Colonel Hudgens' legacy in the school is quite incredible because he's someone that is a gentleman who graduated from the high school, and if you look at his accomplishments – And the fact that he went on to so many incredible things, he served our country. And I want students in this school to know his legacy because his legacy was made away from here. But it's something that all our students can fall back on and look at and say, I, too, can be somebody. I can be anybody and do anything that I want. What a beautiful story of inspiration and making sure that future generations Know about this incredible man and his heroism. So bravo, of course, to the folks there at Van Buren High School for honoring him in such a beautiful and magnificent way. Well, we are talking about the horror that's happening in Israel now that they have been able to go into some of these towns and villages. There are said to be multiple kibbutzes. These are these sort of uh, Israeli conclaves, if you will, these settlements where Israelis... Stay and many of them are the folks who are very peaceful oriented and want to have peace with the palestinians and in fact that's what that music festival was all about that wasn't out a kibbutz but that was a big big festival and it was a peace festival i mean these are people who many people would call them quote peaceniks that's what we're hearing today and these are the ones who got mowed down and raped and beaten it is just unconscionable and the world is seeing what happened in one kibbutz Again, where there are women who are said to have been killed and raped and also babies beheaded and killed in one location, one kibbutz, there are said to be 40 babies that were murdered. What kind of human being or animal would do something like that? It is unconscionable. And we are waiting to see what happens with Israel because they've been pounding, of course, Hamas and Gaza from the sky. And they are now amassing more troops at their border, looking like they are going to prepare. There are some reports tonight that as early as Thursday or Friday, there could be a massive ground invasion going into Gaza. So this is going to be ugly. It's going to be brutal. It's going to be horrific. But look at these images that the Israeli population and the world has had to see in the last few days. It is just bone chilling. one 800 848-9222. eight four eight nine two two two. I want to go back to Joseph. Uh Joseph in Brooklyn, sorry we had to put you on hold there, but you were saying something interesting from folks you're hearing on the ground. Uh take it away.
13: Uh, hi Carita first of all thank you for your program. It's very informative and it's very American. I, I love it. Secondly, uh, what I think it's official. So the weapons that Biden left in Afghanistan, were picked up by Iran and shipped to Gaza. So we have um, uh, some um, assault rifles, fully equipped, standard American army issue, that were used in attack on, uh, you know, peaceful civilians in the Mashavim and Kibbutzim in Israel. Uh, and you just mentioned uh, there were 40 babies were found beheaded and torn apart. Uh, as well as that uh, music festival, they were raping uh, young women. Uh, you know, after killing their boyfriends, and they they killed uh, those women after they raped them. So, and that was like an, on mass scale. I don't see it a lot in the in the news, but we know that this blockade and arms embargo into uh, Gaza was not. Um, effective. I understand that uh, through Egypt or some other, uh, by sea or some other uh, ways, those weapons from Iran um, found way into Gaza. Uh, And uh, the weapons that Biden administration left in Afghanistan, as I mentioned already, they found their way to Hamas.
2: Now, let me Uh, me ask you, Joseph, and and by the way, I have seen some of those reports, and I'm not um, surprised, sadly, because we left so much behind in Afghanistan, as you know, billions of dollars. Billions and, and, of
13: dollars, great right, weapons.
2: Right, and we, right, it's state-of-the-art weapons, and we left them yes. with the Taliban, and there were reports that they were selling them. Of course, I'm not surprised that they would sell them to, like, an Iran. How do you know for sure? I've been hearing these reports. Are you hearing them from friends on the ground? or
13: I heard the one from friends on the ground that People shooting at us uh, with American weapons, and I actually somebody's uh, not related to Israel at all. But uh, there are photo pictures, there are documents on um, on the social media where Hamas, uh, you know, uh, terrorists holding the American issue weapon. Well,
2: wow. well, make sure that they continue to get that out there because that is so important. It it, it is so. Uh, there there are a number of stories I know I've seen that out there. I've seen the reports, um, and I, to me that is just, it, it is shocking, um, and it's just horrible uh, that our weaponry, that's what you do when you leave it behind uh, with the Taliban, with a ruthless regime like the Taliban, uh, the bad guys partner together. But please make sure that you keep us posted. Anything else you hear, please call us back, Joseph, because it's so important that the world knows what's going uh, no on. No problem.
13: There, another thing that I know from a fact is that uh, we don't, uh see it covered in the mass, uh, you know, in major mainstream media. But Israel Air Force, oh, gosh, they're uh, they, they, they doing approximately, I would say, seven, eight, 1,000, uh, 800, 1,000, um, you know, sorties over Syria. And they're bombing um, uh, weapons convoy, Iranian weapons convoy. And uh, to the Russians' credit, uh, they look the other way. I, I guess the Russia doesn't want uh, Iran power to rise in Syria. So Israelis, they're doing great job. They're destroying uh, Iranian, you know, newly built military, uh, um, you know, objects, such as new uh, military air base that Iran is being building in Syria. And uh, I think um, Israeli Air Force took care of it, and they took care of a lot of military convoys, but I guess that's not good enough. And uh, we see now the American weapons... Uh, left by Biden.
2: Let me ask you also, Joseph, when did you hear that they were taking out those locations? When, at what time was were the Israelis, it, when were uh, they doing the it?
13: Last last several years, Israel uh, making those sorties over Syria. Right, but on, this is on, on not the, new. This weekly, is not in the, the last
2: few days, it's, right?
13: Yeah, it's not. No, we're talking last 10 years, five years. Uh, and, uh, again, you know, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, saying anything good or bad about Russia, but they control uh, Syrian airspace. Yeah, no, of and course. They, and, they, and they allow uh, Israeli Air Force to to take care about Iranian targets. So, you know, uh, otherwise it would be shut down Israeli planes, you know, God forbid, and so on and so forth. But they—and uh, if they didn't do it, uh, we would have much more, you know, well— armed uh, hamas and hezbollah well brought so, by the way
2: joseph bravo to the israeli air force um uh, for doing that and obviously keep us posted please if you could anything else that you're hearing uh there on the ground about u.s weapons ending up or anything else uh that you're not seeing really percolating in the headlines uh please call us back joseph will you make sure that you do that thanks so much joseph we really really appreciate it and and again uh, our thoughts and prayers so much with the Israeli people, uh, the Jewish people around the world. Everybody must need to stand together and support them right now, every way that we can. Uh, thank you, Joseph. Really powerful conversation. Let's go to Rick, line seven. Rick, uh, your thoughts. Uh, you just heard, uh, if indeed it looks like, and there are some reports about this, about U.S. weapons, that maybe we left in the hands of the Taliban now ending up Uh, from Iran going to Hamas. Uh, If that turns out to be true, wow.
6: Wouldn't be a surprise at all.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I think obviously, you know, we got to see if we can confirm that. But I agree. You know, what what do you expect? If you leave it, guess what? You leave it uh, with the bad guys. You leave it with the Taliban. Uh, Of course, they were selling it to the highest bidder, going out on the black market to the world's worst, right? Yep.
6: Listen, I have an idea. I don't know. It's not perfect, and I've already seen the problems with it. But I would fly over Gaza and drop flyers that say $50,000 reward for dead Hamas terrorist, $100,000 alive, and a million-dollar reward for any of the people that have been kidnapped, any of the hostages. They return million-dollar reward and see what happens.
2: But but are you saying actually give money at some point or are you saying just dangle it?
6: No, I would say give rewards for people who bring, you know, turn all the people against them. All the people in their area would see, you know, $50,000, $100,000 reward, a million dollar reward, and that would create chaos for them. And then that would be a good time for the Israelis to move in and do their thing.
2: That's an interesting point. Like, so, so, like, a uh, uh, snitches, if you will, right? Within the community or, or good citizens, I should say, cause I, I consider snitches sort of, uh, a negative tone, but good citizens who want to speak up, uh, give them like a uh, crime stoppers, if you will. But, uh, obviously this is much worse and much more severe. Uh, but have them rise up and then create issues uh, and not knowing who they can trust in the community. That's an interesting point. Is that what you mean, Rick?
6: that's what i'm saying but i would you know really give them bounties on their heads and if they bring out dead you know hamas soldiers here's your 50 grand if they bring out a live one even better that way you could question him interrogate him you know maybe a little waterboarding whatever's necessary find out more intelligence information where, you, where the hostages are
2: that's a really interesting point i think that's really really powerful uh and it creates division and then they're looking over their back wondering who can I trust? Um that's that's, right. that's actually a really brilliant idea, Rick. Thank you. That was great. Thank you very, very much. Uh let's go to Mike, uh line eight. Uh Mike, uh what do we do now?
9: How are you, Rita? Yeah. I think uh, uh I mean now who knows what he's gotta do, but he's also gotta go after the the leaders of Iran you know uh you know you don 't need a big strike force, you need just a few commanders going in grabbing these guys that are that are uh guilty of this crime, and then give the country back to the people and then wipe out all their nuclear uh capabilities, but give back iran to the uh to the people of Iran and let them create a, a new government but they're the head they're the head of the snake you could cut a snake in half and that head's gonna come after you i already did that i cut a snake in half and that thing kept coming at me and i had to cut him again with a shovel i mean this is what you got to do you got to you got to destroy iran you know the uh the, the heads of iran yeah you know, i know listen know. i hear
2: you yeah you you got to go full throttle mike that is a great point i wish it was as easy as uh as coming after the snake with the shovel, uh, but but you're right. Uh, yeah, I love your uh, I love your spirit. Let's go to Stan real quick. Line five, Stan. Your thoughts.
4: This event was staged and prepared eight to nine months ago. This wasn't just off the bat. This was prepared by the Triad, Iran, uh, the Hamas, and Hezbollah. This was not given. This was oil money, all oil money. OK. And it was nine, eight to nine months. That's how smart these idiots are. I'm sorry to say. No,
2: I agree. I agree. Uh, it here's to the be. worst part Go here's
4: ahead. the worst part. The Israelis are now doing a unity government. And that's the smart thing to do with the liberals and the conservatives. But let me say it very plain. Uh, Mr. Netanyahu is through done. Finished. He cannot survive this. It'll be a year. Hopefully, they'll do it. But he is gone. He cannot repair himself from this. This is the worst of anything. He why? Now, done. why?
2: Why? Why do you say Come that? Come
4: on, wake up! You don't survive something like this and not have information from your own people. This was a failure of the Mossad, the greatest intelligence of of Interpol, even the United States. This was an absolute disaster. Why? Because these people were smart enough not to use technology, basically talked to each other, talked as if it was 1940, we'll meet here, we'll meet there. No technology, no phones were used, nothing. How could that happen? Because these people use their brains, whatever left brains they have. Well, and, and, also, and, also,
2: they, and also, Stan, they also uh, worked with, were hearing reports that they worked with Iran and that Iran was sort of teaching them to sort of send false flags, that things were working. They were trying to, you know, they, they actually use technology to say this is how, according to reports, that Israel is sort of monitoring you. This is how you can get around it. So there, it sounds like there was some technology from the Iranian part. Um, I, you know, listen, I hear, I do think it was a disaster, uh, of obviously an, uh, epic proportions from Intel that neither U.S., uh, near, neither, uh, the Israelis, there was some report that the Egyptians were warning the Israelis that something big was happening, but they didn't know. So there's, there, I agree. There's some other, there's some huge layers. Uh, I think right now, though, the key has to be, to wipe out Hamas. Don't you really quick agree, Stan? I mean, that's where the focus needs to no, be right now. I agree, now. Rita.
4: The one thing that has to be said, and I'll say it, and tragic as it is, forget the hostages, man. They're dead. I mean, they, these people aren't keeping them. They're not going to say, you do You bombers, will kill them. They're dead.
2: Well, I pray that you're wrong. Of course, the world is praying that you're wrong. Uh, you know, we had General Kellogg on one of the shows on Cats and Cosby. We had him on yesterday, and he said... Uh, basically the same thing that you just have to write them off. He doesn't believe they're dead, but he says it's going to be so risky. But I pray to God uh, that some of them will be alive. I hope all of them, of course, are alive. But let's see where it goes. It's going to be tough stuff. Uh, Stan, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to continue your calls, everybody. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two.
1: The Rita Cosby Show. <laughs>
2: Are, of course, monitoring as Israel is ramping up the strikes against Gaza, going after Hamas, trying to locate the many, many hostages that they know they have, including potentially as many as 20 Americans. We also know some Italians were taken as well. A lot of people at that music festival, that seems to be where they took a lot of the hostages. Uh, but also, Israeli troops amassing now big, big time right at the border. It looks like they are preparing an all-out ground assault uh, that may happen in the next few days. And this is an unparalleled moment as they are doing the work of going after Hamas, not just for them, but for the world. one eight hundred eight 848 let us go to David, line four. Uh, David, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Hi there. Go ahead, David.
7: By the way, I want to tell you, I'm listening every day to your show at night and in the middle of the day. <clears throat> it's a beautiful, beautiful show. You're doing a great job. Thank okay, you. But I, want, I, want to, I want to remind your listeners, what, what, what about the PA, the so-called moderate PA? We didn't, we didn't hear from them any condemnation at all.
2: That's a great point. You're talking about the Palestinian Authority. I know yeah, exactly. The
7: so-called moderate. I say so-called yeah. because I because they're not moderate at all. They just play the game. By they're the way, by the way,
2: David, did you see this Abbas Mahmoud Abbas, uh, head yes. of the of uh, the Palestinian Authority? He there's some report that he is actually going. I think over to Russia. Um, what do you make of that?
9: I think he should stay there.
2: <laughs> yeah. By the way, you're right. I I think this is not a time uh it it it's a good versus evil um and and so i hear you that people need to speak up and especially um you know moderate palestinians as you're saying uh, you know good people need to bandy together uh against pure evil and you're right we need to hear a lot more from them uh david thank you really powerful points um let's go to norm line 1 go ahead norm
8: Hi, Rita. Yeah, I I went to the rally in front of the U.N. today and there was probably it was about the the second biggest rally I've ever gone to. I would say there was at least 10,000 people there. I mean, it was was really enormous. Yes. And um, yeah, uh, I do believe that President Biden kneecapped the Israelis. I do believe that I do believe he set up a situation in which uh, in which they were uh, an atmosphere in which they would they could do something like this and uh for, you know i mean stan might be right it may be oil money or whatever but the fact remains it did not occur in the four years that president trump was president
2: and guess what also norm the other thing is this administration has not really gone after the sanctioning of the oil uh stan is right they are making a lot of money because this administration is not putting their foot down uh, they're using it to buy weapons, and then they got the $6 billion unfrozen.
1: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.